and welcome to another episode of the PFG Vibecast. I am your host, Julie Voigt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Russell Baxter. And today, we are bringing you the 20th episode of the PFG Vibecast. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Well, 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 you know, once upon a time in a galaxy far, far away, uh, myself and a young lady named Julie Boyd started a venture called PFG Vibe. And eventually it morphed into something called the PFG Vibecast. Um, And uh, Julie and I have uh, had our share of fun shows, uh, but we've been absent for a couple of weeks um, following the NFL draft kind of gathering our thoughts as teams continue to gather players and take a look at their rookies and bring in undrafted free agents and sign some uh, bargain basement, for lack of a better word, free agents, uh, bring back some of the players they've had on their roster. Um, It's fascinating to watch the different approach of all these different teams uh, during this part of the offseason. But just when you thought he had disappeared, we are back, and I want to say hello to my co-founder, Julie Boyd, tonight. How are you, Julie? I'm good. How are you? I'm terrific. I'm, I'm you know, having a lot of fun doing some pieces for Fanside at NFL Spin Zone and uh, Elite Sports There's, uh, that's probably, what, three shameless plugs that I managed to get in? Hey, that's okay. Just follow me on our turf as well. There you go. That's, well, that's four shameless plugs. This is a sh- <laughs> Um. But it is fun to watch the approach of different teams at this time of the year in the NFL, uh, watching what New England is doing, watching what Seattle has done the last couple of days. Uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the Seahawks, a couple of days before the draft, had four choices. Um, and they had a franchise player, Frank Clark, that was unsigned. Um, they worked a deal. When it was all said and done, they drafted, what, 11 players? Um, just went out and signed some uh, veteran free agents, including Ziggy Anza. Um, fascinating to watch the way all these different teams uh, approach things. Um, you know, w- one of the recent pair of pieces I did for fa- Fansided was the um, top five off seasons um, around the league. Mm-hmm. And uh, much to the chagrin of five fan bases who I've heard from, Five off seasons. You Four don't say. <laughs> um, check out my work on fansided.com. Uh, you'll see them. And if you follow uh, Julie and I on Twitter at PFG Vibe, and of course her account, Julie Noted underscore PFG, and my account, Backs Football Guru, uh, you will find some of the comments regarding the latter piece, especially. Uh, mm-hmm. But speaking of off seasons, um, the Indianapolis Colts were the team that I ranked as having the best offseason in 2019. Um, but why take my word for it in terms of what they did when I can present to you someone who recently got to spend some time with the organization? And yes, I did. And if you were not a Colts fan, I tell you, if you would have gone to the town hall meeting last week and 
hear Jimmer say just pretty much the, just the, the tone of his voice and, and how excited he was entering into the season. You also got a chance to listen to Chris Ballard and Frank Wright explain the draft process that they had went through and, and especially, you know, the season starting one and five and then leading up to being introduced with Andrew Luck, Eric Ebron, and Darius Leonard. Just hearing them talk last week could not have gotten anyone more fired up than any other Colts fan. It was just phenomenal. First off, Jim Ursay came out, and of course, this was hosted by um, Jeff Saturday, and, you know, he, eyes, you know, they mesmerize me, but that, that, that's, that. <laughs> I could listen to that man talk even when he's on NFL Network, or, you know, he's, or is he on ESPN? <laughs> Um, I don't know. You're in the middle of uh, being mesmerized, so I'll let you take it from Exactly. Me. See, that's how badly he mesmerized, <laughs> mesmerizes me. But anyways, um, he had gotten into the talk with Jim Irsay, and Jim Irsay was just so excited, you know, with the new season coming up. And um, he went into talking about how, you know, how much faith did he have into the team even though they had started one and five, you know, what kind of faith, what, what kept him going? And of course, Ursay, just with a perfect answer, you know, I had all my faith in Chris Ballard and Frank Wright. I knew they knew what they were doing. There was no turning back from there. It's just time to get better. And of course, you know, we all know what the outcome was last season for this team. You know, it was just, Ursay fired up. I mean, I know a bunch of Colts fans see Ursay, you know, in his press conferences and all that, but he was just on point. He had me fired up. I mean, if I could, I probably would have stood up and started screaming, but you know, that that's, that's, that's not professional. But. <laughs> well, but Julie, is, is there any truth to the rumor uh-huh. that the uh, Mr. Ballard signed you as an undrafted free agent um, for you and Robert Earl, of course, <laughs> and one of the co-writers for ProFootballGuru.com along with you. Mm-hmm. I understand that uh, are, are both of you getting tryouts? Well, you know, I had an injury in high school and, <laughs> you know, the knee. I just didn't want that to take effect. But, you know, if you do follow Robert Earl on Facebook, you will probably see that he was once vice president of the Indianapolis Colts. Therefore, you know, he knows what he's talking about. Ah. <laughs> I think I think I, I think I might have missed that. I might have to do some investigative work. You you might have to. You just never know who you're hiring on to write for you. See, That's you just correct. gotta do a little bit of investigating. But you know, Ursay last week also announced the Ring of Honor, which every year they induct, you know, a former player into the Ring of Honor. And Ursay was just fired up about this because he loves defensive players and he announced that he was going to induct Dwight Freeney um, into the ring of honor in November during halftime one of the games and you know I I'm pretty sure you could enlighten all of us and how great of an impact player that Dwight Freeney was with the Colts oh there's no question about it I mean he really brought the pass rush um, back to the organization and of course you know eventually Robert Math is a part of the team as well. Mm-hmm. But you look at his accomplishments and 
you know, it, obviously he went on and played with a, a few other teams later in his career and so on. Um, but I'm, obviously it's, it, it's an excellent choice um, for the franchise uh, to have him in the ring of honor. Um, you know, he's uh, uh, an impact player. Right. A player from that position, which is so very important these days in this pass happy NFL, um, getting to the quarterback and not only getting to the quarterback, but popping that ball out. Mm-hmm. Very, very important. And sometimes that kind of gets lost in the mix. You see some guys who are pretty good at sacking the quarterback, um, but not necessarily uh, guys who I would say would turn, you know, turn the ball over in terms of the quarterback coughing up the football. Um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but not only was um, Dwight Freeney very good at that, but so was Robert Mathis. And that's mm-hmm. a big part of what the Colts did philosophy-wise, you know. Um, it was a team that, you know, with Peyton Manning, Edron James, and Martin Harrison, and right. was the pieces began to grow and so on, Reggie Wayne. Um, you know, this was a team that um, put up big numbers um, in terms of offense. Uh, you know, never I would never say a dominating defensive team. Um, and then sometimes the defense, I think, uh, hurt their chances in terms of uh, overall team success, but it was more kind of geared of um, being um, a team with the lead, having other teams, you know, being forced to pass, mm-hmm. and Mathis and Freeney loose. And, right. You know, like I said, Dwight Freeney, firm or first-round draft choice, excellent choice, and what should be many excellent choices for the franchise over the next couple of years. Exactly. And, you know, Ursay went on and talked about Dwight Freeney being a terror on the field, and he called him the Tasmanian Devil. So he really, really loves his defensive players. And I can't wait for that. I'll definitely be there. And, you know, congratulations to Dwight. And then, you know, we had a little discussion with Ballard and Reich. And my goodness, you know, again, if Ursay fired you up between Ballard and, and Reich, I, again, I, I can see why this team gets so fired up. It's just, you could see that devotion that Frank Reich had with his players and, and the trust and everything that Ballard has when he's selecting these players. Of course, they went through um, talking again about the one in five start. And I thought it was a very, very interesting analogy that, um, was brought up is that, you know, Frank Wright said that, you know, first we were in a hole one, you know, one of five, you have to climb that mountain, you have to go through that process. And that's pretty much the process with their draft picks that they went on with this year. Pretty much they wanted players, not just, you know, pretty much just, they wanted players that love to climb that mountain, that want to climb that mountain, that love the process, that love the game. Once you, you know, get all that, everything else would just come together, you know, the togetherness in the locker room. That's what pretty much primarily they were looking for. And they were so happy. They, of course, you know, picked more defensively. But of course, if you looked at the whole draft, it was pretty much defensively based on the draft. So I honestly think they did a wonderful job in the draft. And as you mentioned with your piece that you wrote, I think they had a wonderful off season. And they also went on and talking about, you know, free agency. Um, Ballard also went on and saying, you know, he wants to sign 
his own guys first. He doesn't care about the big names. Um, if you acquire young, you train them at that point, you reward them. And that's his way of rewarding the young players that he acquires instead of going out, whoever the media is talking about, grabbing this player and, you know, making a big name of themselves and pretty much they didn't learn the process like from when they were young through the Colts. And I thought that was just a wonderful analogy that they brought in for that. Well, it's showing faith in your own system uh, when you're doing that. You look at, you look at, you know, three of the free agents um, that, that stand out. Mm -hmm. um, Pierre Desaire, uh, Clayton Gathers, um, and Marcus Hunt. Uh, they right. all eligible for free agency. Um, he brought them all back. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they did not spend a lot of money. It, 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 the thing that was, that I think the uh, misperception for people when they talk about free agency, okay? And I'm not saying everyone, okay? Mm -hmm. um, but, all right, well, the Colts have all this money. They should on other players from other teams. Why? Why? Why would, why? If you right. even what you're doing, you spend the money on your own system and your own players. Mm -hmm. So how many times do we see year after year after year, teams bring in a slew of players and then yeah. next year they bring in a slew of players and then the next year they bring in the slew <laughs> of players and they never get any better because there's exactly. no continuity. Exactly. It's actually yeah. something that's happened with the Miami Dolphins for a long time. Mm -hmm. And uh, now they're kind of trying to change things in terms of the, their culture. They're one of the teams I wrote about um, in terms of having a disappointing offseason. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, a, kind of a weird way to put it, but my rationale is when it comes to 2019, the Dolphins had a rough offseason. When it comes to 2020, they already have a very promising offseason. Exactly. Deals they made. They mm -hmm. have two second round picks, two third round picks, two fourth round picks, two sixth round picks, two sixth <laughs> round picks. Okay? Mm -hmm. 2019 could be a rough year. But if you're going to tear this thing down and you take over a franchise that's made the playoffs twice since 2002, twice, okay, you're going to have to really got some parts of it and the dolphins will probably take their lumps this year. Mm -hmm. uh, Chris Greer and head coach Brian Flores, who obviously learned well um, under Bill Belichick up in new England, they have a plan. And it's just like Chris Ballard had a plan. I'm fascinated to watch what he's done. Mm -hmm. The team and, you know, it, it, as I wrote um, and pointed out just so these last two drafts, Julie. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, the Indianapolis Colts have picked one player in the first round and not a pretty good one in Quentin Nelson, they would say. Right. Um, they picked one player in the third round. They picked seven players in the second round. Four last year, three this year. And by the way, thanks to trading, we mm -hmm. have an extra second round pick in 2020. So for some people who think being number one is very important. Chris Ballard obviously thinks being number two right. is very important because I think he believes that 
being number two often enough will lead to being number one. So it's all about having a plan. It's all about having an organization um, that believes in that plan. And I love what you said about Frank Reich and the type of players they're looking for. Right. One who knows the history of this league and the word comeback comes out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. The first names that you think about is a man who orchestrated along with his teammates. It's not a one man game. Right. Greatest comeback in terms of being points down in any NFL game ever, regular season and postseason. You know, and he also gave credit with his three coordinators and he's like, I don't micromanage, you know, I let like Matt Eberflus, I mean, I let him do his thing, mm -hmm. you, you know, and, and he really gave credit, not just to him, not just to anyone else. He gave credit to pretty much everyone. And I think that's what makes a team. I don't think there's any question about it. Right. And Matt Eberflus has done a whale of a job taking over a team not known for its defense the last couple of years. And mm -hmm. the thing that strikes me about the Colts is the physicality um, established by that offensive line um, and Quentin Nelson and Braden Smith. Braden Smith, one of those two first, four, uh, sorry, two second round picks. I'm mm -hmm. um, sorry, let me try this again. One of those four second round picks in <laughs> 2018. One of those other four second round picks in 2018 was Darius Leonard, who was the NFL of the year. Exactly. So again, Ballard has a plan. He took over with a plan. You can't do these things all in one fell swoop. Um, you know, we see comebacks all the year, all the time by teams from last place to first place. Okay. And that's all well and good, but staying power is probably more important than anything else in this league. And Chris Ballard and Frank Reich and the organization is trying to build a solid foundation um, for this team. And, you know, in the span of three drafts appear to be on the right track. Um, right. In the one and five start, uh, won nine of the last 10 games. Um, one at Houston, who wound up winning the division late in the year, snapped it. They're snapped the Texans' long winning streak, mm -hmm. beat the Texans in Houston in the playoffs right. before losing at Kansas City. So, um, you know, a nice comeback story, a, a team that was 4-12 and 12 without Andrew Luck. Um, they finished 10-6. and six. He's the comeback player of the year. Um, Leonard, as we mentioned, the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. A lot of things to be excited for. Oh, yes. Indianapolis Colts. Yes. And then, you know, in a nutshell, pretty much Andrew Luck talked about, you know, how the second year under Frank Reich is going to be a little bit more comfortable because, of course, last season, we didn't know whether or not he's going to play. We didn't know whether or not he's still going to be, you know, injured or anything like that. And, of course, again, like I said, we know the outcome. He feels a little bit more comfortable going into this season now, especially now with all the rookies that you know, from last year now, you know, veteran players, you know, he gave much credit to his O-line and one of the lines that everyone loved was pretty much because um, Jeff Saturday had asked him, you know, um, do you ever give your O-line, you know, some credit, some love? And of course, Andrew came back with, um, it's easy to give the O-line some love, especially when you are the least sacked quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> you know, of course, that that's was brilliant. I'm sorry, brilliant. that's exactly correct. I mean, yes. 
Um, you know, the, if you really think about the Colts season and you even go before the season started, um, I, I, I'll say, I mean, think about this. Um, you know, over a year ago, before we even got to the draft and free agency and so on, you already mentioned the fact um, that the Colts weren't sure what was going on with Andrew Luck in terms of his recovery, mm-hmm. shoulder surgery. And, you know, for what it's worth, as we found out, the Indianapolis Colts weren't sure who their head coach was going to be mm-hmm. because Josh McDaniels <laughs> had agreed to come on. Oh. And it wound up being a Frank Reich. And I think the thing, you know, to put a bow on Andrew Luck, mm-hmm. okay, um, I go back to that game in Philadelphia. Yes. It is season mm-hmm. when, you know, they, they had gotten off to a start where, um, you know, they lost to the Bengals in opening week. They then, they won at Washington. They played at Philadelphia and late in the game, um, the Colts needed someone to throw a Hail Mary pass and common sense said it would be Andrew Luck. Um, but I don't think the shoulder was quite ready. And we saw Jacoby Percet come in and have to do that. Mm-hmm. Then a couple weeks later, similar situation, and Andrew Luck was able to do it. And you could mm-hmm. see the velocity on his throws increase as the weeks went on. Yes. Um, you know, it, it, sometimes we forget that these guys aren't, you know, washing machines and dishwashers. You replace a few bad parts, and all of a sudden they're brand new, okay, they're human beings. Uh, I think we saw that with Andrew Luck. I think we saw that with Deshaun Watson, um, you know, depending on when a player gets injured. So it was fascinating to watch Andrew come back. And in some ways, I think he showed more velocity on the football late in the year than he had in recent years. Mm-hmm. So it was a story. It was a, it was a comeback story, mm-hmm. um, you know, to steal from you a little, uh, you know, some L.O. Cool J would certainly be proud of. <laughs> I'm not going to sing and I'm don't sure call it a comeback. <laughs> but anyway, it was, it was, it was, it was fascinating. And it was really fascinating Julie, to listen to you, um, you know, relay the story of spending some time with Luck and Ballard and Reich and Ursay and the organization in general. I think those uh, town meetings by the teams are, are great ideas for not only writers, but um, media members and fans and, and, Everybody who has an interest in watching how an organization works in this league. Yes, and I do want to correct myself. It was ESPN where just Jeff Saturday is from. So, you know, I wasn't looking at his eyes right now, but I did verify that. <laughs> now, well, maybe you got confused because you guys went on, what, a Thursday? Yeah, it was a Thursday night. Yes. So you had Saturday on Thursday? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. But there you go. Not Saturday on Saturday. Not Saturday on Saturday, no, no. Okay. Not no. Saturday in the park. No. Okay. Saturday on Thursday. Saturday on Thursday, right. <laughs> you know we gotta watch out for your puns. I'm telling you, you need your own show. <laughs> no, no, we no, you know. That's um, you know, that's very kind of you and so on, but I'm sure there's already been protest against that. So Oh no, no. I'm but I never protest blowing probably too. <laughs> Well, I never protest hearing you talk about football, and we always have a fun time doing this. And oh yes, it'll be a busy week for us. Um, you know, if you catch this broadcast um, on Tuesday morning, uh, don't be surprised if you see one of a different elk 
or, or, or a different kind with a different guest. Are you seeing a horse of a different color? Um, well, what? So what? We're going to talk Broncos? No. Okay. What did you say? Horse of a different color? We already did the Colts. So what's next? The Broncos? <laughs> well, I guess okay, More bad puns. Okay. That's no why I should be over here. That's why we're cut off. Okay. Next. Right. Well, <laughs> I'll just say that over the next couple of days, uh, we have some uh, more special guests coming on our show. And if you like what you hear, um, first off, please follow us on Twitter at PFG Vibe. Follow Julie at Julie Noted underscore PFG. Um, follow me at Bax Football Guru. And uh, if you're so inclined, subscribe to the podcast. But we would greatly appreciate the support. We get a lot of support um, from the various guests and uh, people all over social media. We have a blast doing what we're doing. And um, hope you enjoy what you hear. And we'll be talking to you very shortly once again. Thank you. And, and speaking of support, I'm sorry to cut you off there, sir. But I wanted to thank Christopher McRae, um, who has just recently became a sponsor to our podcast. So, you know, unfortunately, we could not find you anywhere on social media. So if you would kindly like either message, you know, Mr. Baxter here or myself or leave a message on PFG Vibe, we would really like to, you know, thank you. And that was just very nice of you to be one of our first supporters. So thank you. Well, and uh, I echo those sentiments as well. And Christopher, please come find us. Um, and uh, that kind of support is always appreciated. And I'm easy to find. Well, you're, you're, <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, you, uh, great job on there with, uh, you know, your various projects and obviously your writing um, for our turf. Um, it's safe to say you have a good head on your shoulders, Julie. You know, just never want to lose it. That's all. Absolutely. Well, before I start losing it again with the bad jokes. <laughs> yes. PFG vibe, Julie noted underscore PFG, Bax football guru. Uh, welcome to um, and good night from the 20th broadcast. Woohoo. Vibecast. Talk to you soon. So long.